Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited for you to hear episode number 94 of our podcast. This is another episode that was recorded live at the Texas High School Coaches Association in July down in Houston, Texas. You're going to hear from Coach Ryan Recker. He's currently the athletic director, head football coach at Brazos ISD in Wallace, Texas. He's married to Nikki. They have three kids. He is just an incredible man of God, passionate pouring into young young men, student athletes, shining the light of Jesus in all he does and using coaching as his ministry. And it's a partnership with his wife and his entire family. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Coach Recker. Oh, thanks for having me here. You bet. You bet. Out here in the middle of the convention. This That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. about being amongst the people. That's right. It'll be fun. I mean, it's uh, a lot a lot happening here at the Texas High School Coaches Association convention. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Thanks for stopping by. And i like to start these um, off with just some background info. If you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, your family growing up, and then about your family today. Uh, well, um, come from a line of teachers uh, on my mom's side, so it was kind of uh, pre-decided that when I got done playing and, and education, I was going to get into teaching and or I was going to swing a hammer. That's about my intelligence. <laughs> uh, so luckily, uh, they helped me out and steered me toward the education side. And so um, I'm from Pearland, Texas. Uh, got to went to Southwest Texas State, and then uh, went back and got my start at uh, Pearland ISD underneath Coach Heath. Um, and then I'm coming up on my 15th year in education. Uh, been all over the state, uh, up in Dallas in a district called Palmer ISD. Okay. And then I was in Baytown at a Goose Creek Memorial, and then most recently in Anahuac for the past five years. And then now I just got the new athletic director head football job at Brazos ISD, which is a little misleading because it's in Wallace, Texas. Uh, so if you're not really sure where that's at, it's about 10 miles south of Sealy. Okay. So uh, that kind of helps out. We're a 2A district, 2A Division One. Um, but throughout that time, I've done a various, different various jobs from different various A's, from 5A to 6A to 2A to 3A. So, oh, wow, you've hit them all. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been up and down the spectrum. Um, but the nice thing is that one thing doesn't change. It's all about kids uh, and what we can do for them, no matter the amount of A's that are next to your name. So um, my family-wise, uh, married to my wife, uh, Nikki. Uh, we've been married for 12 years, actually. Uh, come up on it was actually on the 14th of July our 12th year anniversary awesome um, then have three kids I have a daughter uh, Riley that's going into 6th grade son Major that's going into 4th grade like and that. then Jet rounds out our crew he's going into 2nd so uh, it is always fun at the Wrecker household you got a busy busy house uh, it's, uh, it's, it's it's very interesting when, when we when we switched, it was easy when it was man to man. Yeah, one one to two kids. You're right. And then when it, uh, that third one get got introduced, and we had to start playing zone. That's when uh, the excitement started. So I tell people all the time, we have three. The third kid changes everything. Changes the type of car. Changes ticket specials at any special events. It's usually family four packs. You know. That's a good point. Uh, when you go out to eat. Us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, that not. I don't want to put down people that have more than two kids because I mean having three. But I just I joke all the time that three is a literal game changer on every every aspect of life. Well, it uh, it um, and and it's funny because you take you take our daughter and one son they're good. You take the daughter and the other son they're good. That's right. You take the two sons they're good, but then you throw in the third one, 
and yeah, that's when, it, that's, that's, where, that's when it gets it. You try to you try to get into some organized chaos, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> Same way with ours. You remove one, doesn't matter which one, and everybody gets and everybody, along. And everybody's but, all right. But when all three are at home, it's like. Well, I'm what glad in the world? I, I was different from everybody else. It's not so. just you, and I'm glad to hear it from you as well. This is good. If nothing else comes out of this episode, we, we, we solved, we're we solved good. The problem. We're all good. So you mentioned uh, family of educators. What about uh, faith? Was it a family of faith growing up? It, and then really, and then kind of pinpoint what at what point did you realize you needed that relationship with Jesus? Yeah. Uh, so we, I grad, or I grew up in a traditional Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, if the doors were open. We were there uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday afternoon, RAs, uh, lad dads, uh, youth groups. I mean, like I said, I I learned early on. I've had my father uh, and mother did a great job um, modeling what a Christian uh, household should look like and a Christian relationship for me and my wife to achieve. Um, And so I learned early on, about eight or nine years old, about that my individual relationship with him and so uh but obviously as you grow up and mature uh it it comes on to take a different meeting and so youth group and you get in your teens um and start but and and so it's it's been a journey uh 36 years old now uh but it's been a journey uh throughout my life knowing him early on yeah and just having a great uh, example of what, like I said, my father uh, being a deacon in the church and uh, just a great example of what a godly, my grandpa, what a godly man looks like, what a godly mm-hmm. father looks like. Um, not to say that I was anywhere near perfect or am or get it right all the time, but at least I had a fighting chance of being shown uh, what you should be striving for. So. That's right. I grew up in a very similar situation. Good, great, solid parents, solid grandparents, traditional church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was good. But I think sometimes, though, I look back on my life, well, there was times when you, I kind of took that for granted. See, I didn't really understand what the relationship part was until I was a teenager. And then, obviously, when you graduate high school, things are kind of different. But, yeah, I think early on, I looking back, I'm glad I grew up in that environment. But there was a time when I didn't really understand it just because – we went to churches because that's what we did. Well, and see, that's what uh, getting to work. Um, I've, I've I got to work a leadership camp with a gentleman named Stephen Mackey, right. the creator of Two Words uh, Character Development. And so he did a leadership camp this summer that was teaching kids how to be leaders on a mm. Christian level, uh, but then also leading them to Christ if they didn't know Him. And so um, we did this ruck challenge, and in the middle of it, I got to share my testimony with the kids. That's awesome. And like I was telling them, I said, I don't have this crazy story of redemption from drugs and alcohol and women all this stuff but what i think happened along my lines was like you said being there in the church all the time it made you numb made me numb to what i like i said that i knew him that i believed in him but then i didn't have to necessarily live for him and so like i said it didn't leave me it didn't lead me off a path of destruction or or anything like that but it also led me to a a time of callousness um, Mm -hmm. where I like I said I just relied on that I knew all the uh, Sunday school answers I could tell you all the the verses and things like that versus actually diving into a one-on-one deepening relationship with them and so that was kind of my 
talk to these boys was like I said, it's you, you got to be on guard. But like I said, majority of us are not on guard from those severe things to the right. We're just on guard from normalcy and right. on guard from complacency and things like that. You got to continually, daily hunt him mm. and and strive for him. That's um, good. Because, like I said, the devil works in all kinds of ways. I mean, it doesn't have to be some severe event. It could just be that he distracts you one little tick, and then you get off, and the next day you're off, and the next day you're off, and then all of a sudden you look up, and you're 10 miles from where you thought you were going to be. That's right. And even as a parent, that's something, you know, we're very active in local church, and I think that's very important, but we try to um, guard against that with our kids, that they understand they're they're going to church not because mom and dad said they have to, even though they... That they are going for that reason, but try to make them understand it's something they want to do. And there's a benefit right. to them. And my belief won't save my kids. Right. My dad's belief wouldn't save exactly. me. Exactly. We have to each have our own exactly. personal journey. Absolutely. So we'll go back to faith in, in, in a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about sports. Um, you mentioned your new position, um, Brazos ISD, and then all the different levels you've you've been at. Um, so talk about, um, for the, especially for those that aren't from Texas that may be listening, um, the pressures of coaching high school football in Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We know we know what's king in Texas. What what pays the bills? So, um, no, it's uh, and 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 kind of to go back to the not to go away from the faith thing, but the sport right. thing. Um, early on, uh, you you rode the winds and you and you rode these highs and lows and these valleys because, like I said, it was all about winning. And if you didn't win, there must be something wrong and something I didn't do and things like that. And so um, that's, that's one thing that your faith does tend to give you uh, is the ability to mediate some of that and where I don't get so high and low after these losses because obviously uh, God has a plan uh, for, for putting us. And so, so take Brazos, for instance, we, we didn't have any plan on leaving Anahuac. Um, and I just happened to fill out, a, or not happened, but I searched them out. My dad's side of the family is from the area, Wharton, which is a little bit farther south, and kind of wanted to get over that way. And, and like I said, it was a, turned out being a perfect fit for our family. And so now, in my opinion, it's another area with uh, another area that God has called us to to start a ministry there as That's far right. as uh, using the avenue of football and everything like that. Uh, but to go back to your original question, it, there's some serious, serious pressure about uh, um, the product that you're putting out on. Because, like I said, for like for anything, most towns, I mean, the school is the town, especially in in, in small school settings. Yeah. The school is the town. So as right. the school goes, the town goes. So again, the expectation is to put out a product of not only winning and competing, but good young men, good young women. Uh, and went on that level as well. So, that, like I said, there's always uh, that aspect. I mean, being pulled in different directions and how you handle that. What about this role as also athletic director and head coach? So, you know, you've been on, on staff there for about, what, about, about a month. So mm-hmm. you're trying to fill out your football staff, but also how are you handling the overall athletic director, balancing that with football? Because football is king. Yeah. So how are you balancing both hats, if you will. Well, well, that was one thing that I was excited about was the athletic director. Um, in my opinion, a coach is a coach. Uh, whether you're coaching football, volleyball, tennis, wrestling, if you're a coach, you're going to go do the best you can mm-hmm. at whatever you're at. Um, so my one of the things I was most excited about was getting to go work with, instead of just a niche or a small spot, but getting to go work with an entire athletic program. Um, 
and making sure that it's running on the best it can be run and things like that. So uh, we've gotten our, at Brazos, uh, our girls' side has been traditionally very strong. Um, we won, I think, five state championships in volleyball. Um, so girls have done very well as of late, and several of those coaches are still there. Um, coach Hernandez, our volleyball coach, Coach Kalafa, who was the head volleyball coach and is now our JV coach, probably the most winningest JV volleyball coach in the state, uh, but took on a role. Uh, there, so the girls' side has been, and it was neat the other day. Uh, they were playing in a summer league game uh, out in Schulenburg, which is about an hour away. And so, without telling anybody, I just loaded up and went out, surprised mm-hmm. them, and and showed up. And it, the girls got it. The girls that had been in workouts, the ones that I know, got excited because, again, they didn't have any expectation that a football coach was going to come yeah. uh, invest in what they care about. And That's so, huge. like I said, uh, we're a family. And, and family takes care of family, whether it's football, volleyball, basketball, softball, baseball, track. And so we want to make uh, each boy and girl at Brazos the best that they can be. So, Obviously, your faith is a big part of who you are, clearly. Um, so in your coaching stops, have you met any resistance from administration, parents, players? Uh, luckily, no. Um, but I would say that, like I said, uh, kind of going back to my testimony, uh, there was my, early on in my coaching career, my faith wasn't as big of a part mm. as it is of late. Uh, like I said, we there's definitely a, 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 a BC and an AD moment uh, in my coaching Absolutely. in my coaching career as far as my wife. Uh, bless her heart thank goodness she got us involved in a program called coaches outreach yeah. which is a, a weekly bible study for the coaches and then a marriage retreat uh during the summer and so after about eight years in we went to a marriage retreat for the first time and got involved and like i said there's a I, I had known everything about him but that about a 10 to 12 year hiatus of actually daily seeking him mm. um like i said i'd I'd grown callous to the fact of, oh yeah, I'm a believer. I know him. I mean, I, if I had to die, if I died today, I'd, I'd be going yeah. to stand in front of him. Uh, to a real, now the question is, why should I let you in? Moment. Uh, and so, my coaching style definitely changed over the last year, later years, um, as far as. But no, we luckily I've, I have not, and that's one of the things I think that draws me to a small school uh, versus Ooh, larger school. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, and again, I'm up front with them. I mean, like I said, my faith and and what I preach to the kids is, is going to be out there. And, and and that's one of the things I believe God has led us to. I mean, I think he takes care of us in that aspect and puts us uh, where we'll be as most used to his kingdom. So it's kind of like a trust thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you've mentioned your wife, three kids. How do you balance the demands? Um, because it is... It's a big demand to be a, a head football coach in Texas. How do you balance that? Um, I know you say you've recently y'all got involved in the coaches' outreach and the marriage retreat, but how practically day to day do you balance that with being a husband and a dad? Uh, I, first, uh, I, God definitely put the right woman in my life. Uh, my wife, uh, Nikki. Uh, man, I, I, every morning I wake up thinking, uh, thanking him for her uh, because, like I said, if if she wasn't an aspect, and that's what, and that's what we, where we get to the fact that we consider it a ministry that she's just as much involved 
in our coaching as I am, uh, as far as loving on our players and being part of their family. And so um, that's one of the neat things about uh, Brazos is we're going to be involving the coach. You want the, our kids need to see us interact with our players, but on the flip side, our players need to see us interact mm. with our kids uh, because a lot that's of good. times that's the that's maybe the only example they have of a, of a father mm. or a male figure. And so how I love on Riley, how I uh, love on Major and Jet, how I treat uh, Nikki with respect in front of them, um, that's their that's their example of what they're going to be when it becomes time for them to be a husband and a father. Yes, and so they're not necessarily getting that at the house or, or in their social environment. And so, um, but yes, I, I, it it definitely puts stresses. And so like right now, we moved on on Thursday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and then I came up here on Sunday. Um, she's working and finishing at Anahuac. The kids are with her, my mother-in-laws. They'll essentially be gone for about two weeks because the kids go to church camp next week, and then they'll be back. So it's, like I said, it's it, she does a wonderful job at managing calendars and uh, and keeping us on track of where I should be. And, and then it's, she's the game manager, <laughs> making sure that I know what I'm supposed to Because, like I said, like all coaches, we'll tend to get a tunnel vision uh, yeah. as far as what's going on and what I need to take care of. Um, and she pulls it all back into perspective. And so, but uh, you just got to make sure that you're um, – what I've found is being intentional in the moments. Mm-hmm. Don't take the moments uh, for granted that we're with our kids and families. Make sure that when I do come home uh, that I'm not worried about the next play or worried about the next practice that I give uh, Riley, Major Jet, and Nikki the time that they deserve uh, because my players are getting my intentions, uh, that they get the same intentionality that they get. That's good. I like that. Uh, be intentional in the moments. I know whether you're, no matter where you are in life, if you're a coach, it doesn't matter what you're doing, coach or in business world or whatever. That's a that's a good reminder because it's easy to bring work home. Well, in this day and age, you know, I mean, the access to social media, the access. I mean, you're always, like I said, as a coach, you're 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 used to operating on all cylinders all the time. And what's the next problem to solve? Where's the next challenge? Uh, things like that so it's it's just and that's what that coaches outreach and 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 being make sure that I have my daily quiet time Mm. and uh, being in a good Sunday school I mean all that goes back to uh, just reminding to the fact of being in that because I can tell you if I don't have my quiet time in the morning then my day's off and then it's real easy that the next day I'm not going to have my quiet time and the next day I'm not and so it's just like you said making sure that you're intentional about what you're doing and not just going through the motions. That's good. Very good reminder. So a lot of our listeners are student athletes and coaches. So what advice would you offer one that, you know, athletics as a platform can be used for good or bad. So, you know, a a student athlete or coach that's listening that, that is a believer and wants to leverage that platform of athletics for the, you know, making Christ known through that, how would you encourage him to do so if they're maybe struggling with that? Uh, like I said, I, 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 kids are the best uh, best lie detectors. They, they know whether you're being true or you're being false uh, right off in the instant. Uh, like talking about their, their playing and sugarcoating thing. I mean, the best thing is to be truthful 
And so I think, like I said, being true to yourself, if you are a believer, it's going to show through your actions. Um, that's one of the things about making sure that what you're putting out there is the same thing as what you're preaching, that you're backing up. You're not being two ways. So if it, if you are a believer, you're going to go about it and, and let it be known and, and make sure your actions back that up. And uh, if it is an issue somewhere, then I, like I said, I, I believe God will lead us to another spot. It may not be comfortable, uh, may not be pleasant, uh, but again, growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And so whether that's athletically or spiritually, um, I think that's one of that's also always been one of my struggles is that you get somewhere and it you're always quite is he calling me somewhere else is he is he wanting me to go somewhere I mean you get to where it just gets easy and uh, you kind of sink back into that rut and so well, I think it's comfort's good right <laughs> you know everybody likes to be comfortable but you're right the most growth happens I look back in my life I mean the most growth I've had professionally personally spiritually is usually in a time that wasn't the most fun or most comfortable so yeah that's that's very good so a lot of people have a life verse or favorite scripture so what's uh, do you have one of those or maybe there's one that you'd share that maybe God's shown you recently uh trying to make sure let me go let me me pull something pull one out uh, because there was I'll make sure I quote it um, properly I don't want to yeah no no problem I don't want to one that uh, just the other day that I was reading through in a quiet time does for is by one man's disobedient many were made sinners so also by one man's obedience Mm. many will be made righteous and so like I said, having my quiet time the other day, it just kind of really, one, it hit me in the aspect of grace, just again, how undeserving I am, but how blessed uh, of everything I have in my life uh, through Him. But two, as a coach and a public figure, it really made me weary of just what am I giving off? I mean, how, like, like I said, in the day of social media, how many people are looking at you that you may not even know, uh, how many of your players are looking at you, and, and you don't even know what they're looking at or listening to, but you can be led. One thing could lead somebody so far astray, and then I'm causing them to fall based upon something I did or whatever. And so, like I said, that verse hit me in my quiet time the other day just on, I mean, just... I just sat there in silence <laughs> after, like I said, after reading it, uh, just to the blessing that we have from His grace, but just also to be so careful as far as what I'm doing uh, in a power of leadership, uh, a power of position that others are affected by what I'm doing. So That's good. I've, had, I've asked that question to a lot of people, um, and I love that question because I go back and look at the notes and a lot of the verses are, are good to go, go back and highlight and read, but um, I always like the ones that aren't the common, you know, because a lot of people, when you ask their favorite verse, Philippians 4.13, Jeremiah 29, like, right. you know, but I always like when somebody gives me one that's not <laughs> quite the most popular, because it's good, because it convicts me too, and it's a reminder too that I need to, 
you know, to be reminded of and rest in that grace and remember what Jesus did for you and for me. And um, it's just a good good reminder if I would think about that every day. Right. Oh, yeah. I would live differently every day. Well, and, and it's a it's a very, I mean, at one point in time, I had on my dash just a statement of why should he let me in? Mm. I mean, and again, I, thank God we're covered in grace. And But, I mean, just like I said, just a stark reminder of, of uh, we're, we're all undeserving, uh, me especially. And so, uh, like I said, luckily by his his power, we're, we're able to uh, to be able to be able to give him that second chance. So. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's good stuff. Or umpteen chance on my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't count that high. Yeah. yeah. So the last question, two words are real big in sports, all in. I mean, it's on chin straps, T-shirts, battle cries, you right. name it. But also, the Bible's very clear. Jesus is very clear. If we're going to follow him, he requires us to be all in. So just from a practical sense, day to day, what does that look like for you to be all in in your daily walk? Uh, yeah, I love it. Well, I talk to our players uh, all the time about um, how he calls us not to straddle the fence. I'd, I'd rather spit you out than be lukewarm, mm. uh, that you don't just get to jump on this side when we're winning or when the scoreboard looks good, that, that if you're in, you're in, or you're out, you're out. And so, um, like I said, for me, on a daily, like I said, it's it's having my quiet time in the morning. It's uh, praying with my kids. Uh, it's being thoughtful in my actions. Uh, well, and again, another one is, is being responsible for my actions. I think that's a, a big one with our kids that we're gonna screw up. Uh, like I tell our kids, you're not the screw up. You you, you made them. You're not the mistake. You made a mistake. Um, and so, uh, but just being ownership of that of the and um, because, like I said, you. you he would rather not have it. He'd rather not have us at all than rather be halfway. So just being all in in all the different aspects uh, that we possibly have in our daily life. That's good. I like that. I like that. You're not the mistake. You, you made a mistake. I like that. Well, that's what the kid. I mean, kids in sports, as coaches know, is that they have a hard time differentiating between the two. They think they screw up, and that all. Like I said, like my own kids, I don't stop loving my own kids just because they made a mistake. I don't stop loving my players just because they made a mistake, just because you you struck out or you fumbled a football or you made a mistake on the blocking that we've gone over 19 times. I mean, uh, it all kind of goes hand in hand. And so um, we're all, like I said, we're all going to make mistakes, but we all get that grace. So if I'm getting grace from him, why am I not showing grace uh, to my players or to students or to coworkers uh, or to other coaches. So, Well, I mean, as you're talking about, I mean, you don't love your kids any less when they mess up. Um, I mean, the perfect model is God. I mean, thankfully, he doesn't love me any less when I screw up. Oh. Because if that's the case, then there'd be no love. That's, that's <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that is, that's good. I like the uh, being thoughtful and responsible for your actions. That's, that's a, good. That's good that's stuff. That's the uh, that's that power of sin that makes you think that think that he's turned the other way on you when the whole time he's constantly trying to jump back in front of your face. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, I know it's been an encouragement to me to to hear your a little bit more of your journey and your story and um, kind of what makes you tick. And um, <laughs> but I mean, obviously, um, I mentioned already, but I've gained some wisdom too. 
um, just some good reminders for me to be intentional in my moments at home, and um, that's good good stuff. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Ryan as much as I did. Just his his passion for the gospel, his passion for making him known and using his marriage and coaching as a ministry for all to to follow and, and being that shining light in, in oftentimes a world of darkness. And just the reminder that um, to be intentional in all of our moments, this doesn't apply just to coaches. Just as this is everybody, no matter where you are, no matter where I am, is I need to be intentional in all of my moments. Um, he referenced his daily quiet time multiple times, and that is, we've heard that from guest after guest that the importance of staying in God's Word daily, not just saying our prayers, not just spending time asking God for things, but allowing God to speak to us through His Word. I also love when he said that a lot of times growth happens when we're uncomfortable, and I know I'm a living testimony of that. I look back, and I I reference this in the conversation, professionally and personally, spiritually, every area of my life. The most growth comes when I am the most uncomfortable. And I love that. It's not always easy to be uncomfortable, but that's when we grow the most. And then he closed it out with telling us not to straddle the fence, to be all in with Jesus, to be all in our relationship with Christ. It means we don't straddle the fence. It means we're either hot or we're cold. We're not one foot in, one foot out. And I would encourage you, wherever you are, that you don't straddle the fence. And if you are straddling the fence, jump off and get both feet in. Get serious about your relationship with Christ. Thank you, Coach Rucker, for that encouragement to to not waver. We need to be all in. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you'll share this with somebody. Share it with a family member or a friend. And as we as we like to say that we love to hear from you. So you can interact with us on our social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search All In Sports Outreach or our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to, to pray, to serve, and to give. If you're a new listener, I would encourage you to whatever podcast platform you utilize to listen to this, that you would click the subscribe button. There are 93 previous episodes that I know will encourage you, and there's a many more coming. I am so excited about what God's doing through the podcast. We have some incredible guests coming up, some incredible stories that I am so fired up for you to hear, and I know will encourage you. But until then... Thank you for your support and your prayers. And until next time.